0: we always work in reverse. So we always like go to the doctor in the end and then get a bandaid or a prescription or whatever we need, or like even with a psychologist, like we we don't think, oh, we'll get on the forefront of those things. And I think with nutrition and and health and fitness and the industry that i'm working in it's like we do all these things now and then we might not have to go to the doctor (laughs) we won't have health issues in the end so it's doing it all in reverse and even though we can't see the result right now i think it's thinking okay what can i do to optimize my life
1: welcome to the balance theory a podcast aimed at arming you with tools and tips so that you are well equipped to not only identify and define but own your own definition of balance I'm your host, Erica, and thank you for joining me today. Hey, Balancer, and welcome to episode 33 of the Balance Theory podcast. If this is your first time tuning in, a very warm welcome to you. Now, in last week's episode, I spoke a little bit about why I thought it was a really good idea to shake up our routine every now and again. So I said that kind of off the back of the long weekend. And I've taken that pledge or I guess commitment to myself quite seriously so much so that over the last week, I really have just been going with the flow in my morning. So I actually do have a a gym routine written down, but I've just been going to the gym and sort of just training what I feel like intuitively on the day. I've actually gotten back into running because I'm just randomly waking up and feeling like running and then, you know, just heading to the park and doing my meditation there rather than on my lunch break and just doing all these small things that my body's just leaning on my mind's just feeling like. And it's, so so nice so for anyone who kind of wants a little bit of a feel about changing up your routine or or maybe you feel like your relationship with your self-development or anything like that sort of plateaued or stagnated then that's something I would strongly recommend it's quite freeing and kind of a really relaxing way to start off your day. Now, if you're someone who thrives off routine and rigidity, then perhaps this is not the greatest suggestion for you. But I must admit I am, or I, at least I did think I was that kind of person. And I've really found a lot of benefit in doing this in terms of just freeing up mental space and really just connecting with my mind and soul. So would strongly recommend to anyone to just give it a go, even for a couple of days. Now, I'm sure a lot of you are here for our beautiful guest today. I've got Brittany Cuts on. And I'm only going to spend a really brief time telling you what you can expect on today's podcast because I want to dive straight into this amazing chat. Now, just a little bit about Britt before we dive in. She's an accredited master trainer with over five years experience in the fitness industry. You might know her friendly face from Adidas, so she's a head Adidas trainer, or she's also a strength master trainer for Keep It Cleaner and as well a My Muscle Chef ambassador. She's originally from New Zealand, but she moved here eight years ago and found that she just had a love for helping people with their health and fitness. What I love most about Brit that really aligns with everything I do and say here on the podcast is really her holistic approach to fitness. And of course, that is all wrapped up in today's conversation. So we speak about when looking at our diets to really think about longevity. So are you eating for the longevity of your life or just for right now? We talk a little bit about what forms motivation, why being prepared is essential, how we can stick to a fitness regime. If you're someone who hasn't started working out at all, maybe you want to get into it. Or if you feel like you've plateaued a little bit, Brick gives some really awesome actionable tips on how to help you get out of that or into fitness. We talk about why we both absolutely love rest days and lastly why you should make a date with your training. Some other small things you'll be picking up is why you shouldn't be scared of carbs, how to shift an unhealthy mindset with your food, the real reasons why people don't stick to their training regimes or or health diet regimes and we talk a little bit about your energy there is so much goodness in today's podcast feel free to take a screenshot and tag myself and Britt. i've popped her insta bio in the show notes below let us know what your biggest takeaway was what you want to hear more of and i can't wait to hear all of your thoughts on today's podcast if it is your first time or if you haven't had a chance to leave us a review or rating it's the best way we can continue to grow this community and continue to share the content as we are so if you get a lot out of today's podcast, feel free to jump over to Apple and leave us a review or rating. It would be greatly appreciated. Let's dive straight into it, team. All righty. Brittany, a very warm welcome to the Balance Theory Podcast. It's so nice to have you on.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I've been looking forward to it.
1: <laughs> same, same. Um, before we get into it, I did wanna ask you just some fun quick fire questions just so our audience can get to know you a little bit better. So
0: number one, what is your favorite style of training? um strength training so in the gym with weights I think because it's like it brings out the masculine side of me <laughs> makes you feel like yeah I'm like it's not only men that can push weights around like it makes you feel really empowered so that's yeah. definitely what
1: what I, I love definitely yeah relate. love that number two is <laughs> your most hated exercise so just a single exercise
0: um ah oh, it would probably be Boxing, actually, really. <laughs> only because, only because, I know it's not a single exercise, it's a style, but it's it's the one that I just am really not good at. Yeah, <laughs> it annoys me. Fair so, enough. We, we tend to not yeah. really love the things we're bad at, so I, I yeah, I know <laughs> when I'm good at it, it'll be my favorite
1: <laughs> for sure. And the last one is what is your go to cheat meal? Um,
0: KFC, KFC <laughs> like box love it it's a real cheat meal isn't it but yeah yeah yeah. well if you're gonna cheat (laughs) you
1: as well go hard that's what I reckon (laughs) mine's always like a burger something more on the fried side too so no shame in that. (laughs) awesome (laughs) all righty just so um I guess we can get a bit of a feel for who you are and what you do can you share with us a little bit about what you're up to these days and how you sort of fell into the whole fitness space
0: Yeah so basically I work with a few of my favorite companies in the industry now. Um, It's taken me about six years to sort of um, find my feet within the industry but now I sort of feel like I am working with a few of my dream companies which is really cool. So at the beginning um, I just started off with basics like I didn't even have money for my PT course at the time. I just relocated from New Zealand and then um, I started working at the institute that I got a qualification at just so I could get the course for free and then it just sort of blossomed from there. I sort of just started with a social media platform and people just um, followed along my journey and seemed to really be intrigued in what I was doing Um, and I guess that helped sort of catch a few of the company's eyes and started working with Adidas. So I'm an Adidas um, trainer here in Melbourne um and the captain for their running group. And then I work with Keep It Cleaner, which um, I'm a strength master trainer with them. Beautiful. And then I work with my muscle chef as an ambassador. And yeah, now just doing PT clients part-time, but basically since COVID, a lot more online, which is which is what I love, but a bit of both.
1: Awesome. And were you always interested in fitness or was it something you sort of fell into a bit later on in your life?
0: I grew up uh, playing a lot of sports and I was a swimmer and played netball and things like that so there was always an in- a major interest there like at school my teacher was my favorite not so much maths <laughs> um, and then so yeah I went to uni studying sports psychology so I was really into the mental side of sport and really intrigued by how athletes and things like that I just wanted to I just hated seeing people struggle I guess and I wanted to help intercept that and then when I struggled myself with um, a few eating issues and um, sort of body image issues when I was a lot younger I wanted to intercept that for young girls and then that's where it really started. Beautiful, and so the work you do with Adidas is that like physical boot camps, is more online stuff. Um, so what I do with Adidas is I work with their campaigns. So when they have a new line coming out, then they contact me and I help put together ideas. Or if they have an event, like we went on tour around there and New Zealand, and I hosted them. Um, and then I guess yeah, whenever they have any sort of training events or. We want to chat about ideas. Um, we sit down, and I'm sort of at the forefront of that with them here in Melbourne, which is cool.
1: That's really cool. Um, just, yeah. I do want to come back to what you just said about like your experience with um, diets and and food in your in your past. But I just want yeah. to go to the side for one sec. So for anyone listening who does have all these brands that they would love to work with, um, you know, and they feel like it's a big shot. So someone sitting here might be thinking, "Wow, working with Adidas is such a big." Um, goal like do you have any tips on how people can sort of get there or anything you can share from
0: your own journey yeah that's funny you said that because like it is actually hilarious how things just work in a full circle like when I first moved here I had I just I just came here for a holiday so I didn't have a job and then I applied um, for retail at the editor store and I remember leaving the interview and going this isn't even really what I want to do but imagine if I could work for them like sort of not through retail, but in another way. And I was like, it'd be so cool to be like, <laughs> I just remember having this image, like working with them, wearing their stuff and them like sort of not a fitness model, but work, yeah, sort of showcasing their gear. I don't even know where it came from. It just popped in my mind. And sort of honestly, within, yeah, it was within that year, I sort of had a few things that I visualized and that was one of them um and honestly 12 months later I I don't know how I did it I think it's just what you put out into the universe and what you manifest and somehow I just took the steps to slowly get there and literally the three things that I'd written down and sort of visualized every day and it was so far-fetched to me as well I was like there's no way this is ever going to happen but I'm just going to put it down um yeah it just all came around in in a full circle so I think visualizing and just dream big and, you know, then you'll naturally just make steps every single day towards those goals.
1: Yeah, for sure. And so your process of manifestation, was that purely like a visualization or did you have like a written part yeah. of it
0: as well? A um, journal. So I definitely, um, like I have like a thousand to-do lists in <laughs> every different form. <laughs> so I definitely would have written that down um, and probably spoken about it with my dad and things like that. But it was, it was so far from what I thought I could achieve. So I think naturally every day when you're when you put that out into what you want, you just naturally make choices every single day that sort of gravitate towards that.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And it's it's quite humbling to hear that from someone, you know, who's now working with Adidas and at one point you thought, wow, that's such a big goal. So good for you. Yeah. That's great. I'm glad you, you know, manifested yeah. your dream. That's awesome. <laughs> Now, if we, I guess, go a little bit um, with your backtrack back to your experience with dieting, I know that you've had in the past, like some experience with restrictive and extreme diets. How did you find a balance between because, you know, I feel like on one side, you've got the calorie counting macros being quite strict. And then um, on the other side, there's other sorts of extreme diets. But how did you sort of find a balance between those?
0: Well, I actually think that my muscle chef has somewhat helped me with that. Um, I think introducing carbs and not being afraid of carbs and sort of realizing that carbs can assist so much with recovery and we they're an essential within our nutrition. Um, like when, when I started on my muscle chef or when I started introducing carbs again, I realized that it wasn't anything detrimental to... Um, my body or the way that I wanted it to look. It was more, it was fulfilling me with how I felt and helping with my performance and recovery. So I think incorporating carbs and then sort of breaking that pattern of being so scared of certain foods Mm -hmm. was definitely a way of breaking through. I can't pinpoint it, but I think once I realized that it wasn't doing any damage to my body, which I was so afraid of it doing, which was a really unhealthy mindset, it was a long time ago, um, I think the more I incorporated those foods that I thought were so bad mm-hmm. and and realized that they made me feel a lot better and helped with my energy levels then, that sort of helped me just allow those foods back into my life again.
1: Yeah. For sure. And that's, um, that's probably good advice for anyone now who feels like they've eliminated carbs, especially if you feel like you don't have a lot of energy might be worth looking at, you know, not being so afraid of them. But I do think you make a good point. um, Generally speaking, like for anyone who is going to eliminate anything entirely, like be educated and, you know, be flexible with bringing things back in. Um, Yeah. Would you would you have any other advice for people who feel like they are sort of struggling to find a diet that's working with their goals, or they feel like they are being too restrictive that it's it's causing uh, trickle on issues? So I always talk about like when you're really extreme dieting or calorie counting because it was experience I had, uh, I found yeah. like it was impacting my social interactions because you know I'd I'd be always conscious of what I was eating you know maybe I would avoid going out so I didn't have to like feel like pressured to order stuff I could just eat my you know calorie counted meal at home totally yeah like you feel like it it ends up impacting other areas in your balance Um, would you have sort of any other advice for people feeling the same way
0: yeah like most of my clients it's so common I think first of all, you're not alone. Like you can reach out to pretty much anyone. Like every single one of my clients has experienced this. And when I was going through it, I thought this is only me until I've been in the industry for long enough. I'm like, it's absolutely everywhere. So it's good that we're talking about it. I think having like, it's difficult to say for someone that is really in the thick of a disorder. Um, Yeah, Thinking about longevity, like, we're we're here for a long time and your food is super important like you want to make sure that you're on top of every aspect of your life life and nutrition is one of them if you're restricting yourself or you're you know fueling yourself with bad foods or you're binging or you're punishing your body basically then it's just a recipe for disaster it's like a domino effect so it is is then going to affect so many different aspects of your life and I think the more that you try and do things to work at a high vibration or to have to optimize your energy levels of every day the more you make little habits to um sort of impact that so if if you think okay well you know staying at home and and not eating and then waking up a bit sluggish in the morning because I don't have energy from not having the right amount of nutrients the night before or my tummy's so bloated because I put bad food I binged on all the shit food the night before then that's not contributing to having the best amount of energy and being your best self for each day so I think just doing daily making daily changes and small changes to feel your best I think coming from that angle is the best option also like taking control back with you know your meal planning like you don't I think one thing about you know I always revert back to my muscle shift meals is having them in the in the fridge, and making sure that I know that they take care of my portions for me. They put a right amount of protein, carbs, so so I know I'm getting the right amount of nutrients. But I also know that I'm not overeating or undereating. Hmm. So I think that that's the biggest the biggest thing. And you're not having to stress about you know. And if, if you do have a dinner with going out with your friends, and you're so scared until you get to that point, and you've you've done all like the internal work with a psychologist and stuff like that. Perhaps do have one of those meals before you go out, and then, you know, just snack on a few things when you're out. So you're not stressing so much, so you can enjoy your life still. And I think having the convenience of having stuff prepared and taking control of that aspect of your life is really important.
1: Yeah, for sure. There's there's a lot of things you said that, that I really love, um, but I, it is finding that unique balance between what you can control and what you can't. I think one key thing you mentioned, and of course um, this is just a general conversation and shouldn't be taken as advice for anybody listening. Um, But I think a key part of our relationship with food is our um, mindset when it comes to it. You know, you can't, Tell someone to eat or not eat or do all these things if mentally they are, you know, elsewhere, they're committed to something else and they have a different relationship with food. So it is important to do the inner work, you know, Mm. and that will then help you, I guess, find a diet that's more well suited to your lifestyle. And another thing you said that I really love was the longevity piece like we are here for a long time. So you shouldn't be eating for eight weeks. You need to be eating for the longevity of your life and what's going to be most conducive to giving you energy to take you all the way.
0: Exactly and it's like we always work in reverse so we always like go to the doctor in the end and then get a band-aid or a prescription or whatever we need or like even with a psychologist like we we don't think oh we'll get on the forefront of those things and I think with nutrition and and health and fitness and the industry that I'm working in it's like we do all these things now and then we might not have to go to the doctor (laughs) we won't have health issues in the end so it's doing it all in reverse and even though we can't see the result right now I think it's thinking okay what can I do to optimize my life like and nutrition is a major one of that and I think as well just touching on you know going I think if you do if if someone listening does have Um, an eating disorder or they're so they've got a bad relationship with food I think going to a trainer or someone prescribing you a diet plan with counting calories calories is only going to make that worse so if you are going into macro counting or a sort of diet plan or philosophy like that then I think it is best to go into that if you have a really solid relationship with food so if you don't you'll probably get triggered and it's just going to spiral down i think
1: yeah and i can totally back that because the point at which i went into calorie counting i was i wasn't yeah. seeing fuel as this um resource it wasn't like um an energy it wasn't something positive for me it was just something i sort of had to do to you know help yeah. my training out it was not that i saw it as a burden like i love food i'm italian so i'm like a big big food lover <laughs> but it was more like at the time i saw it as this restrictive thing that you know, I really had, it was more like a burden that I had to work out how to make it fit into my life. And then I ended up just making my life fit into the food and it was just not sustainable. So yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree more with that.
0: Yeah, I could go on about that topic for hours. So
1: (laughs) (laughs) maybe we'll have to get you back on and do a whole different different (laughs)
0: podcast.
1: For sure. All right, (laughs) let's move on to, I guess, training now. And when I've spoken about training on the podcast before, I always talk about people's why. So I think sometimes people get lost in just doing stuff for the sake of it because what they should be exercising, but it's really about finding your why. Um, And I'm curious for you, like what's your philosophy when it comes to training? Like, are you more of a strict, regimented type person? Do you like variety, consistency? You know, like what kind of helps you stay motivated?
0: I would. Well, there's a couple of questions there, but <laughs> so Sorry. Yes. so your why with your why with training. <laughs> so, so my why with training. I think you know when when I first went into strength training and discovering all these different styles and really learning about it, it was to educate and become more aware of my body so I was really intrigued by that and I think everybody that starts out a um, training regime should be intrigued by that like our bodies are magic and I think exploring it and seeing the way that it moves and working out patterns so that we can prevent injury and just it's like why not like we're we're only here once so we might as well become as aware of our body as we can so I was really intrigued by that but now I think it's essentially my counselor like it it. i definitely don't i don't think oh i need to train tomorrow because i need to work off that food i ate on the weekend ever i don't think that would probably come into my mind after christmas day only (laughs) so honestly like i don't even think it would then like it literally if if i'm planning my training out on a sunday for the week ahead I'm literally thinking. I know that this is—it's like brushing my teeth. This is something I need to do every day because it makes me feel my best, and it's—it sets my mindset up. It's literally just a non-negotiable. It's something that I have to do for my mind. Yeah, and I think that um, the more that you focus on that and and really realizing how good your body can feel and how good your mindset can feel when you just vibrate at a higher frequency and you know like what you said when you were eating you're worried about your eating and it was like a domino effect it's like your training when you get on top of that and you and you're feeling good about yourself and you're moving your body and you're help you're contributing to your own health and I think it's like a domino effect with the rest of your life. You're naturally going to be a lot kinder and, you know, listen to people more and be more energetic and giving to others. And I think that, you know, more focused at work and stuff like that. So it is like a domino effect. But I think my why is definitely for my mindset.
1: Yeah, for sure. And that's why um, That's why I've put like your physical health alongside mental health as one of the three key areas of our balance theory. So it's your health, your relationships and your fulfillment categories, which is then your work and stuff. But definitely like the benefits of exercising and I think for most people, this why would be relevant to them alongside whatever other goals they have. But the fact that it purely that it just, you know, boosts your endorphins, helps you with a positive mindset and then positively impacts all your other areas is like just- almost like a free resource we've got to just be more balanced yeah. in general, right? Like, cause I do, I, I'm exactly the same. I resonate totally with that why. Um, so yeah. I think everything you've just said fits really nicely, I guess, with everything we're promoting through the theory too. So on to the second part of that question is how do you stay yeah. motivated?
0: <laughs> I guess taking control and planning is probably something that helps me um, stay motivated. I used to plan a lot of uh, that, that sort of was... I would plan my week and then my training and my food and things like that would all come around it now it's the opposite so I plan my training where I need to be how much sleep I need every night and then everything else falls around it so if if say I have an event um, until 11 p.m on a Tuesday night I know that I can't take a client at 6 a.m the next morning because I need optimum sleep so it's Yeah, I don't know. I think staying motivated is making sure that I'm planning in the week ahead, and then also have it. You're always going to have these two voices in your head. And I was thinking about it the other day. There's always like an angel and a devil, (laughs) and one is going to be like, "Come on, get up. You should be doing this." And this is where discipline comes in. And then there's going to be the other one, and it's like. Nice. Nah, stay in bed, you're going to feel better, snow's your alarm. And it's just how quick you can turn the devil off. And I think doing things when you don't really feel like doing it and just sort of getting into that mindset and doing that on a daily basis, and then that becomes easier. So you're always going to have, you know, you're, you're never going to always feel like training, but you will always feel good after. So I think just knowing that sometimes those voices will creep in and then just attacking them <laughs>
1: that helps me Mental, Yeah, you mentally just like no shut up
0: <laughs> no but I totally
1: agree and I think once you have your why for training and once you do it yeah. long enough it will just become a habit like those two combined totally. I think are a perfect recipe for how to keep keep at a behavior like long term how to get you out of bed on the rainy cold day when you really couldn't be bothered you know
0: <laughs> yeah exactly exactly <laughs> for sure
1: so let's talk a little bit about you as a trainer now have you noticed um like a trend of mistakes people tend to make or key challenges when it comes to sticking to their fitness regime so I've just sort of asked you I guess what your I guess recipe is to stick to yours but as a trainer have you noticed anything common for other people
0: yeah I reckon um one would be um I had a client come in this morning and she goes you know it's just been really hard lately because I just haven't like I haven't got my food prepped so basically like you know I'll be I'll be in the office and then I'll quickly grab this and then someone will be like should we go out for lunch and then I do and I was like I was like Alana you you literally can get on top of this now like this is the easiest thing you can get on top of Good like my my day i'm i'm literally never home but when i have my meals in the fridge or I've, I've got everything pre-packaged or you know I just make my life easier by having things planned and that's where I came back before of how to stay motivated being prepared is going to help you stay consistent if you're not prepared it's like setting yourself up for the day like writing everything down everything that you need to do otherwise you just go about your day aimlessly you know so I think a trend is people think it's harder than it actually is or they sort of get down on themselves later because because they haven't put in the effort to just be a bit prepared. Like things don't come easy. And I think, you know, it is a bit uncomfortable having to get up at your first alarm or make sure that you do a little bit of meal prep or put together your breakfast the night before. Like yeah. it's 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 not the most comfortable thing ever. And I think the quicker you just sort of take control of that, the easier life is gonna be in the end
1: just a quick word from the sponsor of today's podcast if you haven't paid any attention to the quality of your gym accessories or feel like the ones you have kill your vibe just a little then this is for you esfit is a brand i've co-founded with my best friend to bring all fitness lovers the confidence to sweat in style I'm talking considered luxe fitness accessories, ranging from cotton bands that don't roll or dig to full size sweat towels that cover you from head to toe and actually don't take up all the space in your bag. The list goes on, but you can check it all out for yourself at esfit.com.au or on Instagram at esfit double underscore. And for all my beautiful balances, we're offering $15 off at the checkout when you use the code balance.
0: And another one I think is, people have this misconception that they shouldn't have a rest day and i think that recovery is super super important and it's something i've been touching on a lot lately like if you're not having a rest day and you don't give your body time to recover then your sleep your mood your digestive system everything is just going to be off so i think really looking at a rest day as a positive and even if it is 2 3 days in a row your body is going to reap those rewards and they are essential
1: Yeah, for sure. So with your first point, it's sort of like that thing where people go, oh, it's Monday. I've had a bad meal. I'll just start next week. They ride the whole week off, you know? And yeah, it's like, as long as you're organized, like you can allow for those small little hiccups, but you can still stay on track. So it's also about really tapping into that mindset of, oh, I'm prepared like, yeah. and not not let something small throw you and just discount the whole week. So that would be the only thing I would yeah. add to your first point. And I absolutely love the second point about recovery because sometimes I'll wake up, so I try and train like maybe five days straight. I'll wake up on a Thursday mm-hmm. sometimes and I'm just like, I can feel that I just need to sleep. Like I cannot get up at 5.50 this morning and I just sleep. And I'm quite glad you said two, three days straight. I normally push one or two, <laughs> but right, you're right 60. because- then you can come yeah. back to your strain, uh, your training a lot stronger like you feel it especially if you've had like a bit of a rest so I love that you've said that as well I think that is a yeah. good
0: one Yeah no, it's huge like someone even said to me the other day oh you look, you're you seem to be training really well and you're looking really like fit at the moment <laughs> And I was like thank you <laughs> but I was like yeah honestly all the, I'm doing less like it's mm-hmm. some and I think training smart but I've never had so many rest days like and it's because I know my body is like yes but like you know and as a trainer I'm on my feet all day anyway like I was yeah. overdoing it and I didn't even count moving weights around taking classes and things like that as activity and I think like you just got to look at how much you're doing each day if you're sitting at a desk all day then then maybe you should do a light walk or swap it for some yoga or something like that if you're considering a rest day there I don't know, just listening into your body and not only just talking to your body in a negative state, listen to your body and see what it needs and then help it, you know?
1: Yeah. And I love that. Um, It's kind of like a mindset of flexibility because then You'll go through periods yeah. like maybe this month and next month, you're flat out with work. And you know, then your training and your movement will take a back seat a little bit, you need to sleep a little bit more, et cetera. And then the month later, you'll have way more energy, a lot more time, and you'll be able to ramp it back up. So that it's it's about having that, and that's like, you know, kind of what we talk about in the balance theory as well. It's like being flexible and understanding that these things change. And just because you're doing something now doesn't mean you have to do it next year, but just
0: tuning into what you need right here, right now. So love that yeah. we've spoken and, about. And- one, one thing on that, sorry, is I, I've been really diving into um, females' menstrual cycles yeah. and a lot of that, I, I really want to stress people start listening to that as well. So if you track your menstrual cycle, I'm not sure, I mean, it just anyone that's listening that, you know, that can relate to this, but be kind to yourself and your hormones and things like that as well, because in the week leading up to your period, um, you should be tapering back your training as well so in the in the week of your period in the week after your period you should be sort of optimizing your workouts and trying to you know get your pbs and increasing high intensity workouts but the two weeks leading up to your period is when you should be listening really dialing into yourself and listening to your body and it is crucial that you do taper it back when you need to there as well so that's injury prevention too
1: Yeah, and I actually have interviewed um, a lady who does work in the reproductive space and she does a lot on um, training with your menstrual cycle and she's spoken about exactly everything. Yeah, it was great. I think it was episode 13 for anyone who wants to check it out with Sarah Liz King. She's basically. I'm going to check that out. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'll link it to you after. It was great. Um, And she does a lot of that kind of work, but we kind of had the same sort of discussion about different forms of training you can do around your period. And it was crazy because when I thought about it, I was like, literally just before mine comes, like I have to dial back the weights in my yeah. squat, in my deadlift, what I can do to, like an upper body weight. It's insane. Like I never take that as a cue to like not move at all, but I, I definitely feel the toll it takes on my body. Um, out of curiosity, do you alter your training as a result now, like that you've kind of been researching this space? Like do you opt for maybe yeah. more Pilates or gentle movement? What are your sort
0: of workarounds? Yeah so when I first sort of um, looked into it I didn't actually it, it wasn't me going out and reading about it or sort of getting information on it like I, we, we never get taught that because the industry is filled with men as well not that they're not interested in it but it's just not at the forefront of the industry but when, it, when I did notice it was when I was training and I could I was training with one of my male, male coaches I was squatting and I felt so discouraged and I just felt really shitty at myself because I was honestly about 25 kgs less than the week before <laughs> on my squat and I was like what is wrong with me like I just couldn't activate my core my stomach it was bloated and of course no brainer it was because of my period and I knew it was because of my period but I just I just had never tailored my training around it. And And you um, don't realize like that it has that much of an impact, like on say squat,
1: like it's, it's same. I'm not about the same. I've taken about like 10, 20 kilos off my squat. It's
0: like, wow. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it's as you get older too. So obviously your PMS symptoms um, increase well that's what I've found anyway it runs different and I think that that's why I've noticed so much and probably because my training's been so consistent so when it does change it's it's really that's, noticeable yeah. Um, but yeah so when I'm leading up the week before generally I hold a lot more water and I can't engage my core so I will not do lower body strength days if I do it'll be a really light session more resistant bands and uh probably body weight like I wouldn't do any squats deadlifts or hip thrust um unless it was really really light light but I but I also just don't see the point if it's going to be like that because you can't engage your core anyway so I probably swap to more pilates or more conditioning work slow steady state and a few more walks instead so Yeah. And perhaps the sauna just because I'm holding on to so much fluid. Yeah. No, it's
1: cool that you've kind of found a pattern that works for you. And um, I've just made a mental note actually, because I, I just sort of wait until I'm at the bar. Like I know when it's coming, but I sort of wait till I'm at the bar. I'm like, right, it's too heavy this week. And then I sort of take it off. But I think I might actually, you know, start changing up the routine, do more resistance, body weight sort of stuff during yeah. those weeks, reformer classes, that kind of yeah. thing. Because I feel it too. I'm actually like, sometimes I even get like a little bit of lower back pain. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. Like what's going on? But that makes sense. Like if you're not activating your core properly. Um, That's why. Yep. Yep. Oh, good! Love that. <laughs> um, so, for anyone listening who maybe wants to kickstart their fitness regime, or maybe they feel like theirs has plateaued a little bit, do you have any pointers for them?
0: I feel, I feel like if you're plateauing, there's sort of a few things that you can do. You can add variety. Um, mm-hmm. You could increase your steps or cardio, or you could take a real look at your nutrition or and also sleep so I think I think just really if you're plateauing really sit down and sort of reassess how long you've been doing things are you progressing each week so say you've been sitting at you know squats for about 30 kgs for 10 reps for about seven weeks now of course like if you're not challenging yourself in the gym it is hard to progress like you need to be tracking your weights so perhaps start writing down what weights you're using what reps Really starting to implement progressive overload um, with your nutrition. Perhaps start really getting on top of your portions, or making sure that you are recovering properly. So, like I, I sort of have a look at my my meals, and then I look at the nutrients and. Uh, caloric intake but more carbon protein intake from my meals and make sure that I'm on top of my nutrition and the portions are right as well increasing cardio like perhaps you start adding like two walks a week like walks that, like they're not strenuous at all and I think it just helps to get your steps up otherwise you sleep and yeah, but my main thing um, would be add a bit of variety. So see see how long you've been sort of doing the same training style. Perhaps you're not progressing it or you're not adding um, something that you haven't really been, that you haven't done before. Like you could add a boxing class and that'll help your body change a little bit, you know? Yeah. So I think those two things for Plateau. Whereas kickstarting, I think like starting with basics. So not if you haven't started your regime yet like not going into it and going oh shit I need to do five hit sessions and four yeah. state sessions a week and I need to be deadlifting 40kgs and all this and that like you don't need to look like anyone you don't need to be it the same fitness level, strength level as anyone else. Start with basics, become more aware of your body. See how your body feels, your mindset changes. Literally make a mental note or journal how your body's feeling from that training style. Um, Really dial it back and start with, you know, your core and glute activation. Be aware of your posture ask a trainer to assess you figure out what a good warm-up is for you based on where you're tight based on where you need a little bit more mobility just stuff like that and basic patterning just Mm -hmm. to prevent injury in the future and then as you progress you're starting from such a basic spot but you should be doing that for about 4 weeks before you start and then adding in you know your walks and things like that and then slowly making changes and seeing seeing what your next level is and making a note of it so putting it all in your journal and yeah i think my my main thing would be don't skip those first few steps so start with basics be nice to yourself and if you do need to burn a bit more energy from more walks or at a running session, or you know,
1: yeah, for sure. And you, like they say, you need to crawl before you walk, walk before you yeah. run. So it's, yeah. it's not about fast tracking, um, you know, the the introductory phase and it's yeah. sort of like i always say if people are going to do like an eight-week diet or something it's not diving straight into it it's you've got to slowly build it on so when by the time you're doing the diet it hasn't come on like a shock because your body yes. just goes in and out of these shock phases and then it doesn't really hold on to any results because it's just in yeah. fight or flight mode So it's the same with the training like you know maybe start with one to two sessions a bit more moderate and then slowly build it up but definitely what you just said about getting an assessment of, you know, like your basic movements, your squat, your deadlift, um, yeah. any upper body like shoulder press, just to see if you do have any of those limitations. And that's when you may need like, you know, physio chiro's opinion on top of that. Um, but that is just so you can tailor your, you know, warm ups and stuff, especially if you're someone who's doing group training, which, you know, you can't really pick and choose what your exercises yeah. are, but at least if you know, I guess what, what your requirement, your basic needs are and requirements, you can then do that in the warm up, or be cautious with it when, when it is an exercise. So that's great advice for anyone wanting to kickstart their training regime. Um, Yeah. So you're obviously a very busy bee and I'm curious, (laughs) how do you keep such a busy schedule? Because obviously this podcast is all about balance and it's never about, you know, reeling it back and telling people they're doing too much. It's about honoring whatever your balance looks like today. So, Within the, you know, 24 hours of your life, how do you keep so busy, stay
0: balanced and avoid burnout? Um, I think taking control of recovery, which we've touched on a fair bit, is super important. So really making an appointment with your training and your recovery. So on a Sunday, I sit down and I just fully plan out my week. So I know literally a (laughs) minute of every single day where I'm going to be. So and that includes, you know, a walk or a sauna where I put on a podcast and I just have me time. So everything just contributed contributes to each other. But I think sitting down and really making a plan of that and new calendar is important. And that of that stops me from burning out as well. Cause again, like if I say that I'm that, that I'm training super early, then I know that I need a sufficient amount of sleep the night before and then i guess consistency with food as well so making sure that you have a wide variety of nutrients throughout the week and i think just having your fridge stocked with prepared meals or just meals that you can grab on the go or making sure that you're on top of your your nutrition you're feeding your um, muscles straight after your workouts i think all of those things just contribute and it's all about being prepared really
1: Yeah. And from the sounds of everything you've said, you're quite flexible as well. So, you know, if you had planned to do a morning session, but you've had a really late night, like you'll sacrifice that just to get your sleep in. So it is about, you know, we can have all these habits and routines and daily practices that we do, but they're no good to us if, you know, things get thrown out a bit and you have to then pick and choose which ones you're going to prioritize. So I think sort of understanding what's most important to you or what's going to fuel you the most, and then you know
0: knowing where that sits in the scheme of things is also super important. Yeah.
1: Hmm.
0: One one thing I'll touch on that as well is reassessing. I've started reassessing at the end of the week, like what I'm putting my energy into, and I think you know relationships, like friendships, um, just the sort of energy that you're around. So if you're around someone. 24 seven that you work with that complains a lot and it's just zapping your energy like just reassess every aspect of your life like those things are super important you you know it's not about quantity it's about quality so like if you've got like a massive group of friends that you've got to see throughout the week like just taper that back to a few good ones that are a priority and just prioritizing things that make you feel good and people that make you feel good i think that that's important too 100%
1: 100% and I love that like the weekly exercise of assessing where the energy vampires yeah. are and it's not only yeah. people it's places it's you know different yeah. things you might routinely do um, it can be family definitely aspects of work and that will just drain you so so much so where you can you know pull back uh, taper back like the time you're spending in those areas I think is another really great tip and I, I just really love everything we're spoken about today because I know like you're a trainer mm-hmm. And your, your, I guess, key areas are your training and nutrition. But it really is all about holistic approach. You can't just do the, the training and the diet. You know, you've got to look at your sleep. You've got to look at your social interactions. You know, what you're doing for your life. job. Is that fueling you? If you're sitting there hating your life for 80% of the week, That, you know, is going to spill over and that negative energy is going to be stored somewhere. So I love that your approach is so holistic Um, and it really does give people that flexibility to chop and change as they grow and, you know, their life changes course. Yeah. And your
0: body just tells you, like when I sit there and scroll on Instagram for 10 minutes, my whole body is like, this is increasing your anxiety (laughs) or like this is a stress that, and I don't even... I don't, I can't even directly say what is stressful about it, but it obviously just taps into my subconscious. So it's like looking at things each day at the end of the day, whether you put it in your journal, what made me happy today? What kind of like, you know, made me a bit stressed today? What made me feel uncomfortable? Just writing those things in each day and you'll slowly start to find a bit more direction and just eliminating the things that Make you feel a little bit more stressed. Obviously, life has so many stresses, but if you're contributing to that, if the news makes you feel like shit because COVID makes you feel like shit, then don't watch the news. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, math doesn't make me feel great. So maybe I'll stop watching math. Don't do it's your own like, tax return. Oh, at least in math. Nah, math. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So it's and- like, <laughs> it's all like actually just evaluating. what what you're feeling listening to your body I think
1: 100 so what is coming up for you Brit in
0: 2021 (laughs) um I actually am working on a few things at the moment but I can't share this hush hush we'll have to watch his space (laughs) yeah so definitely um around the second or like mid mid second half of the year I'll be um, sharing a lot more about it and hopefully releasing it all Um, but yeah that's definitely consuming my time at the moment I don't really share any of it on Instagram so um, it's all behind the scenes work. (laughs) no that's very exciting so if people want to connect and I
1: guess follow you on your ongoing journey where's the best place they can do so
0: um, probably just my Instagram, which is BritActive. active and yeah, feel free to DM me, ask me any questions. If you need help with anything, just let me know. But yeah, it's been awesome to talk to you. No, <laughs> like likewise, and out of it. Yeah. And I will definitely pop
1: links to your Instagram below and I'm really looking forward to see what the new year brings for you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Until next time. And that's a wrap for this week, Balances. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you found this episode useful to some degree in either steering or determining your definition of balance today. As always, the biggest compliment for us is if you share this episode with someone who you feel might need it, or if you're on Spotify, you can click follow or on Apple Podcasts, you can leave a rating or review. If you have any suggestions for up and coming podcasts, feel free to shoot us a DM or an email. Our Instagram is at the balance theory and our email is the balance theory podcast at gmail.com. Otherwise you've always got the option of subscribing to our mailing list. We only send you email reminders when the episodes drop. So you get them fresh out of the oven. No annoying spam. We promise. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week and until next time stay balanced.